Good morning and welcome to The Robin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Robin, so get ready to get triggered. And welcome to the Rabin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Rabin, as you might have heard in our intro. And with me today, only Adam and Marshall. But how are you guys? We're great. Good. Well, I can't speak for Marshall, but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad uh, that you guys could make it. Um, I don't know. uh, Daniel, unfortunately, couldn't make it for this episode. Um, But uh, as Celine, our hearts will... Go on. Exactly. Um, again, obligatory Celine reference. I'm going to tell you about my Halloween last night, so you guys are going to enjoy this. Um, so to begin, as per Spirit Live, rules and regulations, all opinions expressed on the show are not those of Ryerson or Ryerson faculty and are only those of the individual commentators. Viewer discretion, viewer discretion is advised. Um, so I actually want to start with what you guys did for Halloween. How was it? What did you guys do? I want to know. Marshall, you go first. Well, I didn't uh, do anything for Halloween night. Um, would have been last night. I just kind of stayed in, did some homework, went to the gym. Um, on Saturday night, uh, my girlfriend and I went to a party um, out in the beaches, uh, some of her old friends, and uh, had a really good time. Did kind of like a impromptu, like, army costume. Uh, not really like a full thing. Just kind of went to the army surplus store and grabbed like a really cheap shirt and... Uh, some dog tag necklace and uh, some uh, other camo apparel and uh, we both looked very good if I do say so myself and it was a very good time very nice and Adam uh, I was I didn't go out Saturday and I went out last night which is what people shouldn't be doing um, I went to the campus bar mm-hmm. it was pretty slow at the beginning but then there was this like wave of people that came in and like the the thing about campus bars is that the bar itself isn't like you know the best place on earth but it's the people that make the night good mm-hmm. so um i had a few drinks played some pool had good talks with some pals people couldn't really guess my costume i was ned flanders for halloween um i was walking through people were like hey pablo escobar hey walter white and i'm like no watch the simpsons it's a sad day when people don't pick up a ned flanders costume right right like the simpsons is the 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 oracle of life Mm. for me especially oh yeah for sure grew up on that yeah exactly so uh, there were a couple people that were like hey flanders hadley doodly and i was like hadley doodly yay so yeah that was my halloween how about you elliot me uh well in the meantime before i do i just want to let the viewers know comment and tell us what you did for halloween and then marshall will read them out loud uh for halloween what did i do well I didn't expect to do much. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was really looking forward to was that Krispy Kreme was offering like a free donut to people in costumes. So really? I walked, yeah. So I walked 15 minutes all the way to Krispy Kreme. That's worth it. And when I got there, I'm like, "Hi, I'm here for my free donut." And do you want to know my costume? Celine Dion. Close. It was Celine Dion superfan. Oh, okay. That's tough. And everybody's like, Elliot, you can't go as yourself. And I'm like, I just did. So, uh, so um, I got there and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm here for my free donut. They're like, sorry, this is that's an American thing. We don't do it here. I'm like, oh man. What? So I backed away for about a minute, and I was like, 
hi, I'd like to buy one donut. Yeah. I didn't walk here for no reason. Um, so anyway, I had my donut and I had to like kill seven hours because I got I had to come into the studio and, and do something, right? You know, yep. like prepare it, right? Yep. And then my friend Briar, you guys, you guys know oh, Briar. Yeah, she know. was on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's like, Elliot, I want to go drink wine with you on Church Street. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And I had to figure out like what to do with my car. It was at Finch. Long story short, I didn't get ticketed, which is great. Even oh, though yeah. you're not supposed to leave it overnight, but they know that. Um, yeah, and we were drinking, and we were on Church Street. And note to self, if you're going to be a straight guy wearing a Celine Dion t-shirt, do not do it in the middle of Church of Wellesley. <laughs> because I got hit on so much that I was like, Jesus. Hey, that, that's flattering. It's a nice it's confidence flattering. boost. It's, yeah. it's flattering. <laughs> it was, I was like, wow. I mean... If, if I can get the same effect with the opposite gender, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I took it as a compliment. But yeah, just note to self. Yeah. Um, and that was our Halloween. Uh, right. So let's move on to the actual weekly recap. Um, I don't know if we really, really want to talk about Halloween, cultural appropriation, just costumes that you know you can and can't wear. What do you, what do you guys, the viewers, think about that? Uh, comment on our live feed. Uh, what do you think? Is there is there a line um, that um, you know? The line for me is very arbitrary because I it's very arbitrary for people what and what can can and cannot be offensive. So for me it's always like the general costumes every year like the the Native American headdress. I don't think that's very cool. I think it's very tasteless and you know just generally not creative. I get very creative with Halloween so that kind of stuff offends me. Both, mm-hmm. both culturally and uh investment in the costume wise. Uh the one costume that really did it for me this year was Anne Frank. I was like, okay, I don't know how you can have an Anne Frank costume. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a little too far. Um, normally, every year, there's always one that does it for me. Mm-hmm. Like this year, I think it was a toss-up between Anne Frank and Colin Kaepernick when people were going blackface. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay, you know, I don't, I don't agree with this. This is not cool in like every measurable regard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's the same argument every year, what's cool and what's not. And for me those two and plus the native american headdress and all that stuff so like there was a costume uh at some uh, party store it was like a rabbi uh-huh. would you think that's cultural appropriation because thing- personally i think that's hysterical and i would dress <laughs> up like that see that's the thing like that that's why i'm saying offense is very arbitrary mm-hmm. because i find the rabbi costume hilarious <laughs> Because it's like this gross exaggeration of what a rabbi is. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just let's animate an Orthodox Jew. That's what they yeah. And I find that very funny, even being, you know, Jewish. Mm-hmm. And for some people, like I was in the Halloween store and there was um there was an Egyptian costume, mm-hmm. like a a pharaoh, and there were a couple of Egyptians walked by that sort of like kissed their teeth at the costume. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I get that. But at the same time, I would totally be an Egyptian pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So like it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> maybe I'm desensitized. I, I, I am desensitized. I'll, I'll fully admit it. I think I've been exposed to such offensive material for so long <laughs> in, the, in the darkest corners of the internet. And um, I, I say that in terms of, uh, I mean, people making awful, awful jokes and things like that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't get offended when I see a costume like that. However, I do recognize the distastefulness. Um, but I think that it's important to hold all things like that to the same standard. So a native headdress, for example, and a rabbi or a priest or anything like that, I think that 
when people describe why a native headdress is offensive, in what I usually hear is people saying because that's something that's earned. That's something that you don't just get to buy at a store. It's earned. I see, you know, same thing with uh, a rabbi's uh, traditional garb or a, a priest's cassock. Uh, that is also something that's earned. And for that reason, I I hold them to the same standard, and that standard is, you know, wear it if you want. You're going to have people who are going to be angry with you no matter what you wear, if you wear anything that has to do with culture in any way. Mm-hmm. I personally don't see a huge deal. When it comes to something that's like Anne Frank, I mean, again, I do not gasp or freak out over it, but I absolutely see that that's very distasteful. That's a tragedy, right? Like, or anything like anything that has to do with a tragedy, making light of a tragedy. Um, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's absolutely heinous though. Uh, but I wouldn't do it. I would not want my friends to do that. Um, but if somebody else on the streets doing that, it's just, it's not a big deal to me. Um, but I think that's just me. I do totally recognize that I'm not in the majority here. Um, mm-hmm. I think most people do see that as more of an issue than I do, and that's fine. But uh, when it comes to my personal opinion, I don't really care as long as it's not absolutely horrible uh, in terms yeah. of uh, tragedy or uh, things like that. Fair enough. And it's good that, that you both have uh, you know dif- differing opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so let's just let's move on to something less political. Um, there was a private member's bill introduced um, about a new bylaw against texting and walking across the street. That uh, do you think that that's a problem? I do you think, think that it can be enforced? Mm-hmm. Well, if, nice. if, you, if people say if people see you, you know, walking across the street, or cops see you walking across the street texting, they can give you a ticket. Is the idea? Do you think? That's a good idea to stop it because, like, so many people just walk into poles. They can get yeah. hit by cars. Like, it can be a problem in some cases. The thing is, with that kind of stuff, you're beating a like. You can't, you can't like put that kind of legislation in place because it it it'll work sometimes and then it'll work another time. Let's say I'm walking across the street, I get a ticket. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm never gonna text again. Two months later, I can like almost guarantee you, I'll be walking and texting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're an idiot if you walk, if you text while you cross the street. You have about thirty seconds where you just have to be alert. Mm-hmm. Put down your phone for thirty seconds. Answer whatever you were answering before you cross the street. After you cross the street, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like it's it's less. It's no greater than a minute of time that you have to be technologically disconnected and just focus on the license plate that's going to hit you if it does like mm-hmm. it's a very short period of time this law for me goes completely against everything that i think should go into making a law i i don't believe in protecting people from themselves and especially with something like this like the only time i would ever support a law and i, I suppose this is me becoming significantly less authoritarian as opposed to a year ago because i never would have said this a year ago but um, I mean, He's passing laws off. that protect culture, that um, kind of uh, curb degeneracy, for lack of a better term, <laughs> are fine. But this is a law that just is protecting people from their own silly choice that they make. And I'll admit, I cross the street while texting sometimes. And just Shame. as of recently, actually, I was just walking home the other day and I realized, like, damn, like I really got to stop doing this. This is not a good idea. I'm going to get hit by a car one day. So I've actually completely stopped um, texting whilst crossing the street. And uh, mm-hmm. I recommend everybody do the same. I do see a lot of people do it. and It's very silly. 
But a law is so unnecessary. Even if it's just a bylaw where you're going to get a ticket, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I think mm -hmm. it's just it's government overreach, protecting people from their own silly choices, which is so unnecessary, such a waste of time and, and money and resources, and just I don't think they should bother. I think, it, to me, it also, also seems like a cash cow for police. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's cool either. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it, it doesn't come down to safety because you can, you can be there one minute and then not there the other minute. Yeah, so. you're not endangering yeah. anybody yeah. by... Um, and if anything, you'll be disrupting so much traffic if you stop someone for texting. And, like, you know, there's lots of things that can distract you while you're crossing the street, not just texting. What, are they going to illegalize or criminalize, like, rubbernecking if you see something beside you? Or neon signs. Yeah, or anything exactly. Like yeah. It's just it's very silly by yeah. law. Interesting take on it. Yeah, I'd, I personally don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I don't think it can be enforced either. Lastly, which we should, uh, unfortunately we have to breeze by for, like, literally one minute, Kevin Spacey. That is Ooh. an issue Ooh. altogether. Um, it, it's all it's all a matter of the way that it was framed because some some news organizations said you know that you know he's a pedophile and then some literally just said he came out as gay and it's mm. like was the timing right? Like how do you yeah, justify you know, that? Was, that was awful. And yeah. did, when we when we talked about Harvey Weinstein last yeah. time, did I not say that over the next few months or years? we will see Hollywood revealed as the yeah. vile cesspool of depravity mm -hmm. that it is. Yeah. And we're going to see more of this. Andy Dick, surprise, surprise, just is uh, facing sexual assault accusations now. Mm -hmm. Like, at least it's someone we expect now. Um, over the next few months, this is going to be coming out uh, going like gangbusters. We're just going to see sexual assault accusation after sexual assault accusation. We're going to see pedophilia exposed. We're going to see Hollywood exposed for what it is because it truly is vile and just awful and I, I think that it needs to be brought down. I, I, I'm not saying stop making movies. I'm not saying eliminate movies and TV. I'm saying just the Hollywood establishment needs to be brought down because it is disgusting the things they do. Drain the swamp. Yeah, no, exactly. The swamp needs to be drained. For me, it like I because I I had suspicions he was gay. I, it's not like I know the guy, but like I had a feeling. And you would read all these different articles that he could be gay and whatever. So I have a I have a, a friend of mine that we're really into House of Cards. We're like House of Cards fanatics. Ooh. So he shared the post, and like the first thing that pops up for me in the picture is I'm I like I like to live my life as a gay man. And I was like, holy shit, he's gay. Mm -hmm. And then I read the entire thing and then I read the sexual assault accusation and I'm like, I hate myself for jumping this gun so quickly. Right? Because it was like, hey, uh, completely too drunk to forget that I was a pedophile. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm gay. Yeah, no, ridiculous. Terrible deflection, Terrib honestly. Like, like and then Wanda Sykes tweeted and she made a very good point. She said, you can't hide under the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, and I really agree with that because he used it as a, a yeah. scapegoat. By and, the way, I'm gay, and Milo said that too. He, you know, as mm -hmm. much as people don't like Milo Yiannopoulos, um, and as much as like there are things I don't agree with him with, he said something very important. He's like, gay people should be treated to the same standard as straight people. Mm -hmm. So you can't just because you're gay just be excused from something. Just as just because you're straight, you can't be excused yeah. for something. So yeah. That Wanda Sykes, I didn't even hear about mm -hmm. that tweet, but she's yeah, absolutely right. So she's like, no, 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 you can't hide under the rainbow. Like, it's that's not how it works. For sure. And, and I can't look at American Beauty the same way. Oh, that's what, yeah. we actually had a discussion. I went to a workshop, an audio workshop, and somebody said that. He's yeah. like, my favorite film was American Beauty, and I can never watch it the I, same way. I can't look at it the same way, because yeah. the whole movie, the premise of the whole movie, for those who don't know it, is that he's trying to bone an 18-year-old girl. 
it's a whole philosophical debate about will to live and, you know, an unhappy marriage and the American nuclear family. But he's trying to bone an 18-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. That's it. Or yeah. 17. I actually I haven't remember. seen the movie, but I mean, I'll definitely check it out. That's the premise. Yeah. So let's move on to our main topic, which is Trump's, oh, my bad. Trump's impeachment. That's what I meant to do. So uh, let me just get my notes because I didn't memorize this. So on November 8th, it will have been one year since Trump's election to office. Uh, so far, his time as president has been nothing short of what the actual fuck. <laughs> Thru throughout the year, there have been many protests by the general public and the Democrats and even Republicans to oust him or impeach him from office. In today's episode, we'll discuss the odds of this happening and if so, how and when. Again, we're live on Facebook, so make sure to comment and have your thoughts read live on air. Um, even though you're commenting, your opinions are just as valid, and we will discuss them. Um, so don't be afraid to, to say it, right? We're not going to call you out. Uh, there's not going to be any issue of that. Uh, we love hearing the differing views, and that's what we're all about. So let's start with the first question. Um, just a quick answer. We're approaching Trump's one-year anniversary of being elected, right, as mentioned. How has he done so far, though? Because I've read a bunch of articles, he's got a bunch of accomplishments, he's got a bunch of failures, but, like, which one weighs more? More accomplishments, more failures, you know? I think he's an absolute failure. By any standard of a president, I think he's an absolute failure. He has increased the divide in the nation, he has done nothing to heal racial tensions. If anything, he has made them worse. He... <coughs> The response to put the disasters in Houston and Puerto Rico and elsewhere have been nothing short of of, of short, basically. Like he he's just not up to up to par with past presidents. Um, there were a lot of echoes with the W. Bush administration uh, in terms of how he handled the disasters. He has done nothing to protect uh, the uh, DACA Dreamers. I, I very much support the DACA program. He's just one walking sort of pile of garbage for me. And I don't mean that in like the very sort of screaming way that leftists use it. I mean, as a president, he has failed to run his nation because he has left out so much of the general population in America. And he has focused on such a niche, small population of white middle class Americans and rich businessmen and things like that. So I think he's he failed completely. Now, for me, he has disappointed me. Uh, he has not supremely disappointed me. Uh, there are things that uh, I supported him for that he is coming through on, so far at least. Uh, getting rid of Bannon was, I think, an absolute, just the worst mistake he's made. I think Bannon was the best influence in his uh, administration, and it's uh, very sad to see him go. I think Bannon was the last remaining truly right-wing person in his administration. And Do you um, think Bannon was a bad influence to his public image just yes. because yeah. of... Yep. So, um, I, I don't think that the public treated him fairly. And I'm not saying Bannon's perfect. I'm not saying Bannon's this paragon of morality. I just think that he Bannon. was treated unfairly in general. Um, I think that when he used the term alt-right, Steve Bannon, he didn't know what it meant. Um, he didn't realize it was a racially charged term, which many didn't. I certainly called myself alt-right at that point when I didn't know what the true meaning was because the general public had changed the meaning, and I think it's mm -hmm. very fair to not know what it meant at that time. Today, there's really no excuse for not knowing what alt-right means, but at the time, 
totally excusable. And I think that was a huge issue that the public has been very harsh on him for. Um, the wall uh, prototypes are being built in San Diego right now. I like to see that. I'm really pleased with... Uh, Actually, I'm really pleased with the aesthetics of the wall. Um, I'm really liking how it's looking. I like the uh, one of the prototypes, how it's got... With the bars? Um, with the bars? It's got bars eat. going down so small animals can still pass through. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about how that's kind of a tease for the uh, would-be illegal immigrants, but it, it is so that small animals can pass through, uh, which I think is great. Uh, I like the environment. I'm a green conservative, and I think that's fantastic. Um Otherwise, he has not been a neocon in my perception, which is good to see, uh, especially after what uh, the, the missiles launched at Syria, which I was worried was the beginning of a neocon um, regime. Uh, otherwise, I mean, his Twitter has really disappointed me. I was really hoping his tweets would become more presidential after he was elected. I shouldn't have really hoped for that. That was, I <laughs> yeah. suppose, unrealistic hope, but I was really hoping for that. And um, I'm seeing a lot of America first policies coming in, uh, which, or sorry, a lot might not be the right term. I am seeing an American America first rhetoric that is being very successfully pushed. And I like to see that. Um, I like to see every country put their own country first, but uh, mm -hmm. America is a country that has not put their own country first for a long time. And I think it's great to see that they are now. Um, otherwise, um, I mean, has he really done very much? Not legislatively. He's, he's put through some executive orders I was a fan of. He's put through some executive orders that I wasn't necessarily a fan of. I, I think the travel ban is, is good. There were countries on there that shouldn't have been on there. There are countries that aren't on there that should be on there. Chad should absolutely not be on there. I'm not sure if anybody knows why Chad is on there. They were not able to send in the documents uh, that they were required to send in on time because they didn't have the right type of paper. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Chad, Chad is not a threat. They're, they're not a country that is exporting terrorists. They're not, they're not a threat. A country that really should be on there is uh, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia, of course, but we all know that that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the one thing uh, to conclude that Trump has disappointed me with the most. I recognize the importance of are not the importance, the reason, the rationale behind maintaining good relationship with uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, how it was explained to me was if the U.S. stops engaging with Saudi Arabia on friendly terms, mm -hmm. some other country, China, Russia, will come in and take China. their place. Um, so I think that since there is always going to be a world superpower that is... Uh, maintaining good relationships with Saudi Arabia, I suppose that I see why the U.S. wants it to be them. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think it's moral, right? Um, and Fair that's enough. my biggest yeah. issue. And so now I want to move on to the actual um, topic. So obviously you guys aren't necessarily too happy with his uh, leadership and how he's run things. But who is leading the campaign to impeach Trump, right? So he's trying to lead the country, but who's lead? Who's leading the idea to make him not lead the country? Well, it Whoa. seems that there's one yeah. guy in particular. He's a uh, he's a politician, he's either a representative. in Congress. He's a, yeah, so he's, he's in the, in House, the of House of Representatives. Do you know Al his name? Green. Yeah. No, is that it? Yeah. Al Green. Yeah. Al okay. Green. I think it's Al Green. If I'm, no, Al Green is the Reverend. Yeah. Hold on, I'll Google yeah. it. Um, I I want to say Al Green, but don't quote me on that. Basically, he brought the articles of impeachment to the floor, which are um, just so our audience knows. 
basically, in order to impeach a president, you have to invoke the 25th Amendment? The 25th Amendment of the Constitution. Al Green, it is Al Green. It is Al Green, okay. So I'm not uh, completely out of my mind. Um, basically, you have to bring the... Uh, you have to bring the Constitution to the floor, and you have to call for the article, uh, which is uh, uh, Amendment 25, and you have to state your reasons why you would be impeached. And I think the number one is treason against the nation. And um, and do you think he's committed treason? I I don't I don't think so. I don't think treason is the right word. I think he has undermined American democracy. I think that how. Uh, for me, it's the transparency that he has not brought forward with the whole Russia scandal. Every time they throw a Russia ball at him, he deflects it to the Clinton emails. And for me, not getting a straight answer, the longer we don't get a straight answer, the more skeptical the more skeptical that I get. I don't necessarily think Russia hacked the election. We've talked about this so many times. I don't think Russia had anything to gain from Trump as president. So I don't think that anything... I don't think Russia didn't like hack the election or or anything, but I do think the Trump administration colluded somehow. I think that the Russians had dirt on Clinton from her time as Secretary of State, and the Trump administration knew that, and they sort of used that advantage. And um, the whole reason why we're talking about this now is because his uh, chief of staff or former chief of staff and one of his campaign strategists have been indicted for the same reason, colluding with Russia. Mm -hmm. um, there have been reports now that uh, Russian bots on Facebook had material that had been read by like 126 up to 126 million Americans or something like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, just the, the sort of Mickey Mouse game that he's made of what is democracy, I think I don't because I'll, I'll get to this in a bit. But if we impeach Trump, we get Pence. And I think Pence is like a million times worse. And that, that was actually my next question. If Trump is impeached, will Mike Pence take over? And if he does, is that a good thing? No, 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 no. But Marshall, you can. So I've been talking now about I, I'm I'd like to give a disclaimer here. I'm going to say a few things in this statement that may sound very foolish or out of character at first, but I'm going to explain them. So. No matter, you know, if you if you think I'm Here saying something absolutely go. outrageous, hot take. do not tune Hold out on, right I'll, away. I'll so replace, first of all, uh, uh, Daniel, hot take. First of all, um, I would like to see Trump get impeached. Oh boy! Now Ooh. I would never say that hot about take. a president Whoa. who I liked or, or was okay with, but I think a lot of people misunderstand what impeachment is. Um, I would like to see Trump get impeached because being impeached does not mean that they're out of office. Bill Clinton was impeached. Um, they are not thrown out of office upon being impeached. All it is is that uh, trial goes forward. Um, and I would like to see him impeached. And um, now what's the word? When um, I, I should really know this word. When somebody is found innocent. Not um, guilty? Or? There, there's a word for it. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, I would, I would like to see him found innocent um, following impeachment hearings. Because I think that we need to get oh, the true story out there uh, I don't know what the true story is I'm not I'm not gonna claim to have that information um, there's all sorts of things that could be going on Russia intervening in the in the US election is not necessarily the problem I think the problem would be a reciprocation um, of that if the US did the same thing to no no no, no no if 
if the U.S. or if Trump and his administration were cooperating with Russia's intervention. Mm. That would be the issue. Russia intervening, like the U.S. has intervened in so many foreign elections. What do you expect is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Superpowers, big countries intervene in other elections in the world so to then, suit their interests. So then I want to know, Marshall, if he doesn't get impeached, or if he gets impeached, he's going to go to trial and then what? Um, While then, he's in trial, can he still serve? Well, isn't it like yeah. you need two-thirds of the House if you want to stay in office? Because that's what happened with Clinton. I believe that is the case. He yeah, two-thirds of the House. And then he had two-thirds of the House to back him staying yeah. in office. And the word I was looking for was exonerated. Thank mm, you, Humphrey and David. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would like to see him continue to serve, ideally, during these impeachment hearings. And I would like to see him found innocent, exonerated. Um because that, I think, is the best way to get the true story out there, the best way to ensure that the people are as united as they can be while Trump is president. Because I think with this ambiguity that we are seeing right now, it's very hard to trust Trump. I'm finding it very hard to trust Trump because I don't know. I'm not saying I think he's guilty of collusion, but I don't know. And so, I would like to know. So do you want him ousted out of office no, completely? No, no, no? I, I would, I'd, I'd like him to stay in office. Um I, Does he lose any power when he's impeached? He, uh, from his own party, yeah, they don't trust him. Mm-hmm. With but a, any, to, any uh, in, in terms of like presidential power, executive orders, no, 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 he none at all. And it depends, anything. of course, if he's allowed to continue serving yeah. whilst uh, impeachment hearings are going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, Pence would uh, take over as the serving mm-hmm. vice president for the remainder of the hearings. Um, however, following his exoneration, um, if that is how it were to go down uh he would be you know back to everything normal like full presidential powers uh and i that's what i'd like to see and so let's say he is ousted from office uh, let's say um he's or he resigns mm-hmm. and pence takes over i don't find that so bad i like pence i don't love him necessarily but i do like him i think um, as the governor of Indiana, I really liked how he uh, ran things there in terms of reducing inflation and, or sorry, reducing unemployment and um, stimulating the economy through kind of free market methods I found was uh, really good for Indiana, fastest growing economy um, in the entire U.S. while Pence was governor. And uh, I think he's, uh, he's a good fit for president. Um, See, but what do, you, what do you say to the claims that because uh, I'm not confirming or denying anything, mm-hmm. the claims that he supported uh, uh, gay conversion therapy. Well, they aren't true. The email he sent uh, was when uh, he was a senator, I believe, and a bill was being tabled to fund support for uh, AIDS and HIV support groups. Mm-hmm. And he sent an email saying, you know, this is this is fine if we want to do this, but I would prefer if uh, we are not encouraging... Um, deviant sexual behavior with government funds, mm-hmm. and he didn't. You know, people people saw that and somehow interpreted he wants to electrocute all the gays. Like, you know, that is not something I necessarily agree with or disagree with. I, I certainly don't want to be funding deviant sexual behavior with government funds either. Him and I may have different ideas on what deviant sexual behavior is, um, but you know, we don't know and we don't have enough. There, there's no solid basis on which to say that he supports gay conversion therapy. Um, so, so we so may have dif- we may have disagreements on homosexuality and and whatnot in terms of that general area, but uh, there's 
we can't say he supports gay conversion therapy. So now Adam has a completely different outlook on Pence, just based on your facial reactions <laughs> to Marshall talking. What do you okay. think about Mike Pence as a when president? When it comes to the Trump administration, there were, like, I don't like Trump. Um, I don't like his administration, but there are very few people that I despised in his administration. Betsy DeVos is one of them. Steve Bannon was another one. And Mike Pence, I hate the most. Mike Pence, for me, I am not a very traditional person. I am secular. So to see this very um, Christian traditionalist holding the second most important place in office for me is very is very concerning for me and that's not me you know being a religion hater or anything i don't care that he's a christian he can be a christian in his own time but to sit in in uh, the house of uh, representatives and and say things like we should treat creation as a science for me that takes us back so far in time and and th those are my beliefs and obviously i bring my beliefs to the table and everybody else does but this is how i feel and he and for me the 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 examples that we would see that that we have of how he would run a presidency is how he uh, flips the vote in a lot of the votes in the Senate because if a, if a Senate vote is tied the vice president votes and he's voted on I think five bills and he's turned them in the in 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 ways that goes to uh, benefit the very rich and wealthy and the very um, very uh, I, I I don't have any other facts to base that but the the most recent one that he tipped, basically they brought a bill to the Senate that if you uh, group a bunch of bank customers together, you can sue your big bank for mistreatment. Mm -hmm. And Mike Pence, and the, and the vote was split and Mike Pence turned it in the way that you are not allowed to sue your uh, big bank anymore. So I think he's very anti sort of the people. He's very pro-government, uh, very pro-big bank. He's pro-Wall Street. And, you know... Sounds a lot like Hillary. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. Th those are the reasons why I didn't like Hillary. It's not like I like Trump and I love mm -hmm. and I hate immigrants. I just I hate <laughs> the establishment. And Mike Pence for me is very, very establishment and very, very traditional. That is my biggest issue within the establishment. Yeah. However, the traditionalism I do rather admire. I I think traditionalism is one of the most important things to me. Maybe not traditionalist in. Uh, uh, ben Carson sense. I like Ben Carson, yeah. but I don't like young earth creationism. I think that's uh, a <laughs> bit silly. But um, now when, one thing I'm going to just st uh, talk about quickly is creationism in terms of uh, the fact that there is, it's, a, it's a wide net. You know, there's young earth creationists, there's creationists who believe in evolution. Uh, They're not diametrically opposed. There are creationists who don't believe in evolution. And I think that I don't know enough about what uh, Pence believes on creationism and evolution but i would I, i'm really hoping he's not a young earth creationist type or that he denies evolution i'd have to look into that that would be an issue for me now uh we have a, a statement from daniel who uh, just sent his thoughts on um uh on trump's uh good morning daniel uh, he says, uh, on an economic level, Trump has done tremendously well due to the fact that the stock market has always been rising since he held office, but race relations in the United States have gotten worse. Uh, that's not entirely his fault. Um, race relations started to decline with Obama, and I would largely agree with uh, Daniel on that. I think that now the stock market rising, we can't necessarily attribute that to Trump. I would attribute that to Obama, actually, because you, you know, it takes a while to see Obama's yeah. policies go into play, and Trump hasn't done very much to reverse That's them. very true. So and we, are, we can't judge Trump's yeah. economic performance uh, yet, is, is the way I see it, because the economy is a slow-moving machine. It's not, you know, 
quick. It's not uh, particularly volatile under normal circumstances. It's volatile under circumstances of uh, of economic bubbles and things like that. But under normal circumstances, it's not it's not so volatile that a president can come in for a year and just tremendously improve the economy. Um, now, anyway, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Were we still on? Just talking about Mike Pence um, and why you don't like him mm. just because he's yeah, and so the, the establishment issue is uh, is a problem for me. I think that banks do not need further protection. I, I would wager they need less protection. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I really don't like to see privatized, and I think that in the most free market economies, the most privatized economies in the world, privatization of the banks has uh, led to their downfalls. Um, I'm mainly looking at um, Chile under the economic guidance of the Chicago boys when Pinochet was in power, uh, where the banks were privatized and it was a disaster, um, following you know huge economic prosperity, but of course the bankers got greedy. Right. Um, so my question, uh, I just want to move uh, forward. It's a question to both of you. Um, if so, a lot of uh, Trump's opponents have said that his behavior is becoming more and more erratic. Now, the twenty-fifth again, it can potentially lead to the removal of a president. Um, would you rather, like, what's a better argument to have him impeached? A mental instability or collusion with Russia? I want I want to hear you, both your perspectives on that. Sorry, I'm not done roasting Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I just pulled up all the, the some of the bills that he's turned in the Senate. One of them, a big one for me that I absolutely cannot stand, is that he pushed through a plan to allow states to block funding for Planned Parenthood. I believe in funding for Planned Parenthood. I believe Planned Parenthood should continue the work that they're doing, including abortion services, and expand on the work that they're doing. Because in the in the time of healthcare instability in the United States, you never know when people will need care. And if women, children, and even men use Planned Parenthood, th- then I think that body should be in place, regardless of all the different kinks and things that they need to work out, because obviously every institution can be better. Um, and also, he casted the deciding vote in, nom- in the nomination of Betsy DeVos to be Secretary of Education. So you can understand that I have very distasteful opinions of him. But yeah, that's all I wanted to bring up to sort of give some evidence to the reason why I absolutely despise Mike Pence and pretty much being the only reason why I would like to see Trump stay in office. Because if, well, how does it go? If, uh, if he gets impeached, Mike Pence gets in power. If Mike Pence gets impeached, Paul Ryan gets in power. And if Paul Ryan gets impeached, um, I'm not entirely too sure where it goes from there. But um, for me, the collusion on Russia agreement, uh, uh, not agreement, the collusion on Russia problem is what would be more likely to impeach Trump rather than a mental instability. Mm -hmm. Because Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's and everybody fully knew it, but they kept it under wraps in the last years of his presidency. And I don't think anybody as president... And I don't think it caused too... And I don't think it caused too many uh, problems Mm because I think he was a sitting duck by the time he, the Alzheimer's had really hit him hard. And also, like, you know, you can say that he has a mental instability and how he photoshopped, you know, his hand to be bigger Mm -hmm. on the portrait that he has in the the White House and and things like that. Like, he's a very insecure old man. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think that necessarily that makes you unfit to be a president. Obama smoked and he Mm -hmm. smoked secretly while in office. Like, you know, an unhealthy, he's unfit to be a president because he's unhealthy. Like, you know, you can make that argument so far. You can take that argument so many different ways, and I just don't think that's fair. And I think it's very childish, actually. If you're gonna, you know, try and dump Trump, don't, you know, take his 
character because we knew his character from the beginning mm-hmm. for sure yeah. now i don't agree with everything you're saying however i will give you this you i think you have a much more principled stance on uh on the issues of mike pence and trump's administration than a lot of people do i think you have very real concerns uh, i think that there are a lot of people don't have very real concerns but i, I do think that your concerns are very real and very Thank valid you. i don't like betsy devos either i think that people accuse trump of not draining the swamp i disagree um i think that maybe draining the swamp wasn't necessarily the um uh it wasn't done in the best way but i think he has done what he said he would do and drained the uh for for the most part the career politicians out of the administration betsy devos is i think a terrible symptom of that and is a corrupt uh uh both morally and uh, in terms of, um, yeah, it just I, I don't like I don't like her one bit, and I don't like anything she's doing, and uh, I don't like charter schools, and I'm very pro public school, and I know public schools are terrible in the United States, but mm-hmm. I'm still pro public school, and she's very anti. Yeah, and I, I think public schools should be getting more funding in the states, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just don't like her one bit. Now I'm sorry, I uh, uh, Elliot, I forgot your question while we were discussing that. Um, it was just, it was uh, whether it's whether he's going to get. Um, whether a better argument is him being ousted because of mental instability or uh, because of collusion with Russia. Of course. Um, Yeah, so I think that Trump is a guy who grew up very wealthy, kind of in a bubble of of wealth, and that I can see having some issues on someone's psyche and the way they perceive the world. Uh, I don't think it's a good way for anybody to grow up. Nothing wrong with growing up rich, but I think growing up ultra-rich can really take a toll on the way you perceive reality um and can keep you a bit out of touch with people uh i think that he's i I know that he's also very old he's you know the oldest president 70 oldest president the u.s has ever had and uh when you get to that age certain mental capacities aren't as strong as they used to be um i think that might be a bit of an issue and i think that explains the twitter um, along with a bit of insecurity, or a lot of insecurity. And I don't like the insecurity. I really don't mm-hmm. like the insecurity. I've always had a very in, interpersonal relationships. So I've always really taken issue with people who are, nothing wrong with people being insecure, but people who are insecure and overcompensate because of it. Uh, that's the biggest turnoff for me in terms of whether I'm going to you know, be friends with somebody. And mm-hmm. uh, the same applies to a, a president or someone holding elected office. Um, we have uh, somebody watching us from Alabama, so thank you, Karina, for referring to your cousin to us. Oh, Karina, um, yeah. Thanks, Karina, for tuning in. So, no, I don't think you will be impeached because of his uh, perceived mental instability or mental issues or anything like that, but I do see it as a problem in some ways, and I wish that his administration exercised more control over him, over the manifestations that his insecurity can take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have. Um, sorry, did you want to s- say something? No, I, I I just wanted to say my father gave me a small loan of a million dollars, and that's all I really wanted to say. Fair enough. Um, so I have two very uh, last, very quick questions, just very quick responses. Um, it's been rumored that he might not run again in 2020, Trump. My question to you guys is: Would you rather him be impeached or resign? Uh, I would say neither. <laughs> I, if anything, I would rather him be impeached because that gives him a chance to stay in office. And again, if he resigns, Mike Pence takes over, and then I would hate living. Actually, I wouldn't because I'm in Canada and it's very irrelevant. But 
I would, for the as far as a world image goes, and and my solidarity and sympathy with minorities in the United States, Pence is much worse than Trump. Mm-hmm. And Pence, you know, it, it's all about the party. The party chooses whether or not you want to run. The party believes what's good for it and what's not. The Republican Party knows they messed up with Trump. It's mm-hmm. he's not good for the party. Mm-hmm. But Pence is very traditional. Yeah, the party Republican, likes him. The, and that's the, why I went the, with him. The party likes him. And that's why, yeah, exactly. That's why Trump went with him. So if if Pence goes in power, then he would run again in 2020, mm. which would be the worst thing ever. So now, as Marshall? we as we get closer to 2020, and I don't think Trump will resign, and I don't think he will be ousted from office. But let's say neither of those happen, but he still chooses not to run for office again in 2020, which has only been done once before by a president, I believe. Um, it would depend on who is rumored to be or who is thinking of running, because. I, for example, don't want Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, as the president. I, I, I love The Rock. I personally love The Rock and think he's absolutely a fantastic actor. And from what I can see, he seems like a great guy. I don't want him as the president. Um, it, it just depends on who's running because I'd rather Trump than some goofball celebrity. Um, I mean, I know Trump is but a goofball yeah, celebrity. That's what I was going to say. Um, but do we want another one? Does that that does not set a good precedent to have two goofball celebrities after another? Um, so it all depends. You know, I, I don't mind Pence if he mm-hmm. takes over, but uh, if Trump were to not run again, it just depends on who wants to run after mm. him. Yeah, I don't want Mark Zuckerberg to run either. I yeah, think that would be like the worst thing ever because he's so globalist. And I sound like Alex Jones, but he's so. Ugh. Anyway, um, well, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I don't want Trump. I want Trump impeached, maybe for the same reason that Marshall does, to sort of get an answer, like a final answer on what went down with Russia during the election. Mm-hmm. It won't change my life. It won't affect anything. But I think in in the spirit of democracy and for democracy, we need to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and my last question, really, it's very quick. We've talked about how he can be impeached. We've talked about whether you want him to be impeached. The question is, is he going to be impeached? I don't think so. Um, Unless he, like, royally screws up, I don't think the party would want to see him impeached because that would ruin the chances of a 2020 Republican government. And the Republicans, the Republicans are, are in are on cloud nine. They have a majority in the Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. They haven't had that since mm-hmm. 1929. They don't want to screw that up. And especially people yeah. like Mitch McConnell and even John McCain, you know, the, what did they call him? I can't remember. Uh, when he voted against the health care oh, bill. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember. Um, now, I, I don't think it's plausible, but I think it's, it's very possible, for sure. Uh, it would all depend on whether things come out about Trump actually having a hand in any sort of collusion or obstruction of justice. No matter what happens to his administration, uh, Manafort and all these other guys who may or may not be colluding with Russia, uh, as long as Trump is never shown to have a hand in it or a hand in obstructing justice of any sort, then um, nothing's going to happen to him. His administration may crumble, but he will remain. Fair enough. So... um I think that was a very good discussion this episode, to be honest. Um, would have loved Daniel to be here as Maverick, well. Maverick. Maverick. Oh. Call okay. he, John McCain called the Maverick. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even think the Maverick wants to see the Republicans lose majority. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was our show. And uh, thank you to everyone that tuned in uh, and that messaged us live. Um, keep those messages coming. Because we do, again, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on all this. 
um, because there's so much Adam and Marshall I can take. Um, <laughs> totally <laughs> kidding. I love these guys. Roasted. Love these guys. Um, yeah, that was our show for this week. Brand new episode of The Rabbin Report will be coming to you next week. Hopefully with Daniel back. Uh, same day, same time, miss same you, people. We, we do miss you. Um, have a great day, everyone. <laughs>